Hi everyone, welcome to the Math Therapy Sessions podcast. In today's 13th episode, we have Dr. Komal Nanavati. Dr. Komal is a consultant pediatric dentist in Mumbai. She is the founder of Tiny Tooth Tales and is a certified scuba diver. Komal, why pediatric dentistry? So honestly, pediatric dentistry was not something that I had was very sure that okay, I want to only do this. Mm-hmm. I had uh, I liked ortho also. Okay. Ortho was something that I was keen on, mm-hmm. <laughs> and from my BDS days. But uh, then I worked for a few years, and then I when when I actually went in for neat and I got pedo, I was very happy with it. Like mm-hmm. I was, uh, it was good. It was a very good experience. I had selected ortho, but uh, or I I had a pros and cons list actually where like I oh you mean like, actual list yeah okay. actual list so okay. where I saw okay 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 uh, you know like here like if I want to change the direction of my career technically mm-hmm. any ortho case lasts for like a year year and a half like mm-hmm. if I decide okay okay I want to stop consulting I want to start my clinic mm-hmm. then you cannot really do that. Because um, that much uh, probably you can. Ortho is more about consulting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ortho is more about consulting. Plus, it's a long-term thing. Here, yeah. I get, I come for a case, I finish the case, and I'm back home. Like I'm done within a day or two. Yeah. That is for a year. So one you wanted to like quicker results. Yeah, not really, but yeah. I mean, those pros and cons. Like basically, like I had thought of a lot of things, and plus, obviously, again. availability wise also and all and i like general dentistry i like uh, root canals crowns everything so ortho then 3 years you're concentrating on only that one thing so mm. comparatively so how has been your experience as a pediatric dentist it's very good mm-hmm. i was very glad i took up mds i was very glad that i actually decided to go further and do this do that yeah yeah i mean something which i I'm very happy about. Like it's a degree which will last for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And what's the best thing about pediatric dentistry? The best thing is that, uh, so honestly, you're dealing with a child. You are dealing with someone who is really not new to this field. Like they don't have any preconceived. Obviously, they are anxious, mm-hmm. but they don't have those fears. And also, when you're developing like a, you know, dental routine or a dental hygiene for them. Mm. like you're developing something for a lifetime that they are going to carry like supposing like a child from 5 years or 6 years of age knows that i have to take care of my teeth they are going to take care of it forever like it's not going to be something that ke ha theek hai abhi you know that way so that is and uh, like generally uh, people take like you know they complete their bds and they immediately go for post grad yeah. you on the other hand took a 3 years break 3 years break <laughs> and then you jumped into master MBA. doing masters yeah. yeah so i mean any particular reason and how did you i mean what was your experience like you know so i when i finished my bds actually i was quite like i was like i want to do something for sure i always wanted to like uh, do some course or do something like uh, i was not I was sure that I will go for a course. I will do something further. Okay. So I searched, like I was uh, researching. I was looking up for uh, courses abroad. I was actually more focused on abroad. So okay. I was looking up for something, some degree abroad or something. Mm-hmm. That's how actually we also met because yeah. I went to Smile Care to meet Dr. Patel. True. So <laughs> then. Um, 
Then yeah, what, I mean, like, what put you off from going abroad? Like, you know, you decided not to do that. Because I was looking at courses. So either those courses were something that would direct my life completely abroad. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, they were really short. Mm-hmm. So it was not something like MDS where, you know, you get like a proper overall thing. And then I can come back and start. And plus with around that time, uh, I gained experience also. Mm. So I worked, I worked with Dr. Patel. I worked, I was managing a clinic independently for like almost five years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that, that really uh, helped me gain an insight ke hai. like, you know, if I'm settling in India, then I might as well do MDS, which is a very good degree in India. So why not? And so like, does it make a difference that you do BDS, then you take a gap and then you do masters or you will, I mean, after doing that, uh, like taking mm-hmm. gap and then doing MDS or would you rather suggest someone to do no, MDS right away after doing the BDS I would definitely suggest take a gap like and why probably is that? not three years mm-hmm. like a year or two because as a BDS we are not as exposed to the various fields once you and plus like you know you're more into studying the one year of internship does not give you as much exposure as it should like when you act, and the practice that we do in college is mm-hmm. very different from private practice mm-hmm. So, you know, if you have an idea of everything, then and plus you work for a year or probably one two years or something, you you know what you like hmm. in the in the field because it's a vast field. Yeah, you can probably like placing just implants. You can then you go for prostho or OS or whatever. Hmm. If you like general dentistry or you like endo, then you can go for endo. Hmm. But you need to understand what you like and then jump into it. B, what happens after BDS? You will probably jump into availability-wise fields. Hmm. So that way it's better to work, know what you like and then go. And uh, was uh, pediatrics your favorite uh, subject or posting during your BDS days or it was something else? It was. Endo was actually my complete favorite. Okay, and why is that? (laughs) Because uh, one way like again, you like endo you do a lot of work Mm -hmm. like you know from probably third year class one then class two. Like composite restorations, root canals, everything. So you you do a lot of work basically. So I used to like clinical practice. So I used to enjoy endo as this thing. Even the professors in my endo department were very nice, Mm -hmm. very encouraging with work and everything. So it was good. Like Mm -hmm. I enjoyed over there. Pedo I liked, but pedo actually uh, more or less like you do basic work. Yeah. And uh, pedo is something where probably like as a BDS, you know, you you are not uh, that well oriented in child management and mm. everything. So, and you know, and when you just first start using a aerotol, that to like in a like something that which is moving so fast in a kid, you need to have that stability in your yeah. hand and everything. <laughs> you have to have that mindset also for it. So, yeah, I mean, it makes a difference. Makes then. sense, yeah. And uh, what's one like and one dislike about pediatric dentistry like um, so I like, enjoy working with kids the innocence that the kids have like you know you t- talk about anything you distract them they get distracted if probably even if like you know they've had a painful treatment or like you have to inject them they they or they are upset about it mm-hmm. or something so uh, what happens is ke, uh, after that once mm. they are done it's forgotten like they are very forgive and forget like okay the kids yeah 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 mm-hmm. definitely 
and it it's fun like you like you know in, to, in today's world the kids are so smart like mm-hmm. i'm learning something from them every time that i meet them mm-hmm. so yeah i enjoy like it. that's what you like and what's one thing you dislike about pedagogy dentistry dislike actually i dislike the fact that kids can't make their own decisions okay so on the basis that like you know many parents that i meet they think ki abhi root canal karne ki kya zarurat hai because it's a milk tooth wo to girne wala hai the thing is that that is going to that there is a relevance to it which is why it's there in the mouth hmm. it's in place because of a reason so yeah. if you are deciding for the kid when the kid cannot decide for himself he is going to last with your decision for the rest of his life because you removed the tooth maybe the teeth didn't come in proper orientation they didn't come in a place which they had to come in there hmm. was no space left and then they had to undergo ortho then they had Understood. to undergo you know so much that the kid has to face because of the parents decision and that they never took for themselves hmm. so that is a lot of things <laughs> in life they i mean the kids have to yeah suffer because of their parents yeah <laughs> but then uh this one thing which i wanted to ask you is because i mean in college we used to like we used to never call pediatric dentistry yeah. we used to always call it as pedo yeah. like periodontics mm. and like where is your posting pedo uh who's your dentist like a periodontist like you know but then as you like you know as life progressed you understood that it's a very controversial word <laughs> like the the word pedo hmm. so what's your take on that so honestly i had not thought of this like it had never occurred to me because when we enter the dental fraternity like you know pedo becomes such a normal word like yeah. you say ha pedo posting hai this and that but uh, when i actually took up my mds this one incident hit me and mm-hmm. i realized oh god oh this i have to say pediatric dentistry <laughs> i cannot just say yeah. pedo to the outside world because dentists will understand it the outside world was like so i a friend of mine she's a dentist but her husband is not a dentist so okay. i like he asked me oh so you got into mds with specialty and everything and i was like yeah i took up pedo so he's staring at me for five minutes and i was like yeah i'm i'm doing pedo and he's just like what yeah doing pedo yeah and then yeah it was just it stuck reality in his so did you explain it to him like yeah yeah but obviously still you know that yeah. he has that uh, weird <laughs> so uh, like uh, if a parent has a newborn hmm. what would your suggestion to them be uh so actually parents nowadays are very aware mm-hmm. they are uh, i'm actually very glad because most of the parents you know they know like uh, pediatric dentist is a thing and like getting your child for regular checkups is also a thing they know about fluoride mm-hmm. which is also very good because earlier it was not the case now it's times are changing like with social media and everything marketing it's working well but um, the thing is that uh, they should come in at 6 months that is the earliest that they should come in yeah because i was i was going to ask you that ki what is the ideal age for a yeah so the uh, first dental appointment for a a newborn yeah. ideally textbook version wise and like you know guidelines wise they tell you okay they should come like you know one like between one month zero to one month in fact. that early yeah because what happens is the child's feeding practices have started okay. so uh, even if there are no teeth you have to clean them out mm-hmm. and uh, mostly the pediatrician will tell the parent that you know you use a muslin cloth or something but more or less many parents kind of like sometimes you know the child goes to sleep 
like right after having milk and everything and then if you go to clean them out the child will wake up crying again parents are already harrowed in the first few months so that but if you set a practice that early and the child is used to something in the mouth like you know a, like a clean up after uh, a feed or a, uh, after having food so then when the teeth progress the child will set into it very easily even with two teeth he'll let you clean the mouth okay. they will not be fussy okay, okay. so these small small things you know if they are set into practice early stage it works very well throughout so ideally it should be 6 months is ideal six because months. that's when the first two teeth are up so that time like you know uh, in fact many parents don't even know this there are finger brushes which are available so they can just fit it on their finger and you brush the teeth okay and they can start that as early as I mean six, the finger brushes. Six months. Six months. Okay. You don't need to introduce a toothpaste. You can just because the child is not really eating solid food, but okay. like just to clean the milk around the teeth. And uh, another, not a controversial thing, but just wanted to ask: Is fluoride, I mean, good for kids? Oh, uh, so that's a, lot, that's a question which a lot of people ask. And yeah. So fluoride is actually a double-edged sword. Like we even learn it that way. So it mainly depends. There are there are so many guidelines which are constantly changing. Earlier they would say for children less than three year old, like no fluoride. Now they are saying you can give rice size amount of toothpaste to them, which is fluoridated, but because it's good for them. So fluoride has a very good thing. Like it is anti-cavity effect. Yeah. But if ingested, it will cause a uh, lot of problems at a certain amount more than required. So all in all, what I have come to it in what I recommend is that once a child can spit out, okay, when they reach that age where they can spit out, you introduce them to completely normal tooth toothpaste, which you know has fluoride, and you can start a normal regimen. But mm-hmm. till then, you use something which has lesser amount of fluoride. You can come into a dentist; they can apply a varnish, which is safer. then using a regular toothpaste because the child is going to gulp it in hmm. that is going to be harmful so rather than that you come in we like you know do a fluoride which is 6 monthly fluoride application which is safer okay which is supervised rather mm-hmm. than you know doing it that way but it is important for the it kid. is definitely important and uh, what are the weird things you have witnessed as a pediatric dentist like oh very <laughs> many things anyone Um so there was this parent who had mm-hmm. applied uh, nail paint on a tooth child's tooth like nail paint yeah nail paint like uh, it was very this thing you know waiter because we apply varnish yeah. like you know to reduce sensitivity so i don't know how she thought of it or what what concept she had in her mind but like literally proper nail paint she applied on her tooth saying ki you know sota nahi hai raat ko and all of that to dukhta hai usko she put a nail paint on the tooth yeah she like covered it with the nail paint which color was that it was red i thought it was bleeding first time first time i'm looking at it she like nee nail paint lagaya and i was just staring at her ke what have you done she herself put applied yeah she na- applied I nail mean, paint smart in a way but then like chemicals are yeah, terrible exactly not, and is, you can't recommend that yeah yeah four year old child taking in nail paint in the mouth <laughs> we are not allowing fluoride in the mouth then she's putting nail paint like any memorable experiences you want to share with us as a pediatrician or during your bds day so anything like that uh memorable during my mds actually there was mm-hmm. this one um, it's a very uh, sweet experience so there was a special child who was there mm-hmm. uh so he was uh, like little mentally retarded 
and he had come in for a treatment he had to get a extraction done so obviously now he will not understand he couldn't speak nor could he he had lot of problems so yeah. uh, even now uh, behavior management was a little difficult we had to like hold him and mm. we had to get things done that way so uh, it was very sweet because he was always smiling mm-hmm. through the treatment obviously he cried a little bit during the uh, injection and everything but other than that he was fine then later he settled down we had kept him under observation so we we told the parent to wait an hour just to see how it goes and everything during that time another patient was undergoing extraction so we were removing the tooth and that child was crying very badly so he comes in he goes to her and he like literally pats her and he we had given him like a toy okay. he literally gives it to her imagine and this child does not have the capacity of a normal child and him doing it really touched me so children mm-hmm. inherently are also like really innocent and sweet mm-hmm. which is a very cute ex- like very sweet yeah a very sweet experience truly yeah. uh what things uh, should a parent consider when they're buying a toothbrush or a toothpaste for their kids because that's one thing which i get asked a lot and i thought i would ask a specialist yeah so uh, honestly if you go to see very truthfully almost all tooth toothbrushes and toothpaste apart from the marketing gimmicks have some something very similar in their mm-hmm. configuration what i usually tell the parents or i would usually recommend is that the function of brushing like the way you are brushing the child's tooth is more important obviously the toothbrush and toothpaste are important i would suggest electrical toothbrushes because you know that improves the function yeah i mean children don't develop a manual dexterity that we own till a certain age mm. so you know and if the parent is not going to supervise parental supervision i find is very important till at least the age of 6 7 and uh, if that is not going to occur then electric toothbrush is a better option and okay. now so they have like you know those fun brushes where the kids will enjoy they have marvel toothbrushes yeah. batman superman yeah colgate also has those batman superman mm-hmm. so those like whatever but electric would be a preferable option and uh, supervision and toothpaste wise i uh, as such like something which is uh, low fluoride till 3 to 6 years Okay. Like uh, they have like half the PPM, and mm. then after six years, they can start with a normal, the general adult fluoride toothpaste. And uh, Chico is a very good brand, which I usually recommend because it has xylitol. It does okay. not have normal sugar. Mm-hmm. So xylitol is a artificial sugar, and but it has been seen to cause less ca- cavities in okay. children. Okay. Okay. That's great. Uh, Do you plan to open your I mean that's a personal question from my side. Do you plan to open your own clinic anytime soon? Mm, not soon. And if yes, what are the reasons why do you feel the need to open a clinic? I mean So I I I worked um, I worked with doctors. I have hmm. worked I've managed a clinic on my own also individually. Yeah, yeah. I have worked as a student also. So with all of those experiences I like the idea where you know you can um I I enjoyed the doctors I worked with definitely but I like the idea of you know having your own pl- practice your own place where you take all your decisions where you know you know what you want to do mm. you can set up your own protocols so yeah I mean <laughs> but yeah but like like you said you have that kind of experience like you know yeah uh, so ideally people should get that uh, before opening their own practice they should work somewhere I mean yeah. know how a clinic functions but because that's I mean very different than what is being taught in colleges like you yeah, know yeah, you, yeah. you actually get a shock 
when you go outside college and like you know start working under someone and you're like we didn't yeah. do this in college like you know we faced that together yeah, exactly. i mean so, <laughs> i mean that's the thing like you know but yeah, yeah it, it's great to know that like you plan to open one soon uh, also you are like uh, an adventure enthusiast so can you share something about that honestly i've not done so much adventure but mm-hmm. uh, yeah i mean i have done a tandem skydive which was fun till you actually you stand a, you do a lot of scuba diving also like i've seen like a lot of yeah i uh, so i learned scuba diving okay. i got certified into scuba mm-hmm. which was a very um, last minute thing so uh, one month before we decided like i just like my friends were doing this course and i decided yeah okay i'll do it i mm-hmm. was actually a non swimmer <laughs> i didn't even know swimming okay. and suddenly i'm becoming certified scuba diver but mm-hmm. uh, yeah so what happened was like i we decided okay we'll do this course then i come to know you need to know swimming yeah. <laughs> and <I was> like, <laughs> okay and pandemic situation no pools are open then a friend of mine very sweetly told me okay you can we can we can learn in my building yeah. so both of us looked for an instructor so we called him then like for 10 days 10 to 12 days every day in the morning i was going learning swimming and then finally i was like okay we are going yeah. <laughs> we are doing this on the way i actually didn't know whether they'll allow me to do the course or not also because i was i was i've done i learned swimming in a 3 feet pool and then i was going into the ocean so mm-hmm. and when i saw the ocean i was like oh no <laughs> we are going in there <laughs> that's i mean that's a very good example going like Working in a college and then going working yeah. in a clinic, <laughs> yeah. it's like a shocker. Like going from a swimming pool to a yeah to the ocean. Ocean. <laughs> this is vast. Yeah. What was I thinking? <laughs> But like you know, I mean, how did you feel? It was amazing. Okay. It, like the zindagi na mile na bara feels. No, but uh, truthfully, it was damn good. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, So you don't really need to know so much swimming but mm-hmm. you should be comfortable in water okay. and uh, for the certification they have a test where they see whether you know you swim 200 meters and snorkel and all of that so they check all of that apart from that when you are inside the water you basically have to be under water you don't really know <laughs> anything and you you have that equipment yeah. and everything then but uh, yeah like the course was rigorous like we were waking up at 5 you, in the morning uh, where did you do it and then and okay so over there mornings are very early like mm-hmm. sunrise is at 5 so <laughs> we are waking up at 5 in the morning going for like a one hour uh, scuba but before that you know the whole prep of it and then sometimes it's in shallow water so it's a 3 hour thing like you're in the water for like 2 3 hours you're doing skills where they make you remove your um, your face mask and you know like they fill water inside so in case sometimes if it gets loose and water fills in what will you do how okay. will you makes so, sense yeah yeah so they teach you a lot of things and skydiving like, also right yeah skydiving <laughs> was it like a personal thing you always wanted to do or was it like a last minute again a last minute thing it uh, so i kind of i never when i went to dubai it was more like a family trip and mm-hmm. everything so it was uh, it was not like there was anyone else with me <laughs> it was just and i had seen the skydive dubai thing and i had seen like the palm jumeirah it just called out to me and i thought ki you know why not and uh, but i had always left it open i was like agar time mila to i'll do it otherwise no but it took a lot of courage because there was absolutely no one with me doing this <laughs> my parents were like you know waiting ahead and they were like oh is that her <laughs> kind of a thing and i'm alone and they give you that form not scared you know, of heights 
not very much but uh, obviously when you are looking out of that yeah. uh, <laughs> helicopter and you are seeing i have to fall then obviously that hits you hard that was the time when i'm holding and that guy is hitting my hand like leave it <laughs> then luckily the photographer like looked at me told me to look here and he just died <laughs> you know and then i was just they out. distracted you and just pushed yeah, you yeah it's like how i do i distract children and give the injection karma <laughs> yeah karma <laughs> uh also on that note what's your favorite oral healthcare brand um I don't really have a very favorite brand as mm-hmm. such. Like uh, Colgate Oral B are good. They are good with their marketing, so they are good. But uh, yeah, I mean um, something which you personally use and recommend to people. Personally, I use uh, Colgate okay. as of now, and uh, I have because some. Is it because it's the default option, or like heavily marketed, and like you know since childhood, or any other reason, or you actually love the products? No, I don't really love the product. Okay. It's something I've used throughout, and it's just uh, probably habit. Okay. But uh, yeah, they, uh, and plus, I think they they are very um, competitive. Like they will introduce new things mm. every every few months. So you know, like, and now obviously I can't go back to that normal with toothpaste without namak or toothpaste without anything. The bland toothpaste that we used to use. So now with that. because you know you are you are set to this routine that you wake up in the morning there is a certain taste like you know you are mm. waking up to mm. with that toothpaste so now it's set so yeah and uh, what's next for dr komal next uh, i definitely want to like for the coming year coming years anything <laughs> i would love a second season why not it's fun <laughs> <laughs> no but like you know what's next for you professionally also um so Yeah, I want to super specialize. I'm okay. looking at courses. I'm looking at fellowship options. I'm mm-hmm. looking at things which I want to do definitely, and um, even consulting, working, mm-hmm. something that goes well hand in hand with both. Mm-hmm. And after a certain point of time, clinic. But why do you feel the need to like again to like super specialization in your field? I feel there is a lot in pediatric dentistry. which you can further into also like okay. it's a vast subject like you know just as a pediatric dentist also you can still go further ahead so there's so much that you can do mm-hmm. so why not like okay and so one is like uh, phd's have you thought about that yes but uh, not now for sure not not in any time soon mm-hmm. after a point 5 years again like like Yeah, but that is again correspondent, so it would not be very hectic or mm-hmm. as it will not be something like MDS for sure, which was a beautiful journey. But still, like uh, I think, yeah, now I want to still dive into more clinical practice, mm-hmm. and then let's see academics later. Before we uh, leave you, any one thing, um, any myth you want to like, you know, destroy or burst about pediatric dentistry, which people have. like you know they have misconceptions about pediatric dentistry or some uh, any bias they have against like you know periodontics or dental uh, treatment for kids yeah so that basically this only that you know milk dooth ka daante gir jayega and all mm-hmm. of that that only is that it is important that it there it is in the in the oral cavity for a reason okay. you have to treat it and the fact that um, many people and parents don't know that your permanent teeth are developing right below the milk teeth so there is any infection in the milk teeth that is directly going to affect the permanent tooth okay 
सो इफ यू आर गोइंग टू टेक इट लाइटली एंड से ठीक है मतलब यू नो ये तो गिरने वाला है वी डोंट वॉन्ट टू गेट अ रूट कनाल डन और वी डोंट वॉन्ट टू रिमूव इट और वट एवर इट्स गोइंग टू डायरेक्टली अफेक्ट ऑन अ लॉन्ग टर्म बेसिस इवन द न्यूट्रिशन गेट्स सो इफ यू आर नॉट लाइक मैनी डॉक्टर्स मतलब मैनी पेशेंट पेरेंट्स डोंट वॉन्ट कैप्स ऑन द टूथ दे से कि हाँ ठीक है रूट कनाल कर दिया ठीक है कैप बिकॉज दिस टूथ इज गोइंग टू कम ऑफ इनोवेशन अकर्ड फॉर अ रीजन लाइक यू नो फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल दो टीथ आर मोर फ्रजाइल देन द परमानेंट टीथ so you need to protect them and if you've gotten treatment done you want the tooth to last then you just might as well put a cap and you know save it for a longer period okay makes sense yeah so yeah done thank you so much dr <laughs> komil for taking out time for this short uh, episode uh, <laughs> i hope you liked it and we'll see you again soon enjoyed yeah. completely <laughs> I think it was your first session, first podcast ever. Yeah, yeah, first yeah. ever. Thank you for everything. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Papa. Thank you. Thank you. How was it? Done. How was it? Was I talking loud? I don't know. I no, can no, hear like, myself. That will come to later. <laughs> During editing and mm. post. I could hear myself very loudly so I was thinking should I talk soft but then I was like if I talk soft then what if it doesn't come well Aha uh-huh, no no you have to 